0: you're watching online with us today. We are thrilled to have you as part of the Crossroads online community. You matter to God, you matter to us, and we are here for you. Church may look a little different right now than what you're used to, but we encourage you to invite the presence of God into your home right now as we go into worship. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: To all our members, we would like to encourage you to check in on the Church Center app today. We would also like to encourage everyone to take a second to fill out our eConnect card online. The link is in the comments right now. Also, you can find a link to the eBulletin and notes for today in the comments below.
0: Don't just be a spectator today. Engage with us as we experience God in the sanctuary of where we are right now. Press those like, love, and share buttons generously. We are so glad you are here.
2: Oh, I want to get into your family.
3: to our Sunday Live experience today. I'm Pastor AJ Dumbit. I'm so glad that you have joined us. We're so excited about what God is doing. And I just want to tell you, I know that some of you have really been going through stuff and uh, there's a lot weighing on your mind, but I'm glad that you've tuned in today. God's going to speak to us. I feel like God's given me a message today. And uh, we're going to just move forward and let God speak to us today and we want to hear from God. I'm so glad that we're going to be able to get together in person very soon, Uh, but until we do, amen, let's worship right now in our home and uh, God is going to help us. God gave me this message uh, about seven years ago and as I was praying and seeking for what God would have us to focus on right now, he dropped this message back into my spirit and uh, this is a kind of a crazy world that we live in right now. There's a lot of things that people are, are not sure of and a lot of, a lot of things that we uh, don't know what's going to happen next. But we're living in a time where everything is changing. And as the scripture puts it, when all that can be shaken will be shaken. So I want us to pray just for a moment and ask God to speak into our hearts. Can you pray with me right now? Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in our hearts and lives. We pray, God, that you would speak into our lives in the next few moments. And God, that we would respond to you and we will give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So let me just say this. There is a shift going on, not just in the natural world but, uh, and not just in our society, but it's, it's in the spiritual world. And only those who tune in are going to sense the shift the shift that's happening uh, is not clear to everybody and and so today I want to start a new series I want to talk and we're going to focus over the next few weeks on uh, just some important things and I know that we're hoping to get together in about 20 days or so we're hoping to get together again in person services but Before we do that, uh, there's got to be a coming together spiritually, a uniting spiritually and being tuned in to what God wants to speak to us. So for this next few, the the, the next several messages that we talk about, hopefully uh, it will open our eyes to the shift that is currently changing everything that we know and everything that we understand in our culture, not just naturally, but uh, as well and even more so spiritually. So we're going to talk about some things that will help us to get tuned in to what's happening spiritually so that uh, we can be uh, in, uh, prepared and empowered to do what we need to do. How many of you are out there right now and you say, I want to be empowered. I want to be prepared to do, amen, what God has for me to do. I, I want to be tuned in to his spirit and what he is speaking uh, in this last day. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but I have uh, warning lights in my vehicles Uh, a while back I had a warning light that kept coming on in my Honda Odyssey and it was the check engine light and it would come on uh, every couple days and uh, every once in a while and then it would go off and uh, so I you know I kind of just like wasn't sure what to do but it would come on and then it would go off and uh, so anybody else relate to that? You, you, you can relate to having a, a, a check light come on in your vehicle, a, a warning light that, that flashes or maybe it comes on and it stays on or maybe it comes on, stays on for a little bit and then goes off. Well, I did take my Odyssey in and I had it checked out the very first time that it happened. And after they uh, had run some tests on it, Uh, They found out that it was, they informed me that it was the rear catalytic converter and that it was going to cost, you know, uh, a pretty good sum of money. And so, you know, I said, "Well, is it an emergency? Is it something I have to take care of right now?" And they said, "No, it, it's not something that uh, you'll have to take care of. But it is going out, and it will eventually have to be taken care of." And so, if you're like me, it wasn't an emergency. And so, I, I, I thought, "Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take care of it right now. I don't have the money to fix it. And so, I, I'm not gonna take care of that right now. I'll just, I'll just let it wait." And because a lot of us have these warning lights that go off in our vehicles, we think, well, I can just wait. I can just let it wait, it's not a big deal. And some of us, we let it wait because it has to wait and uh, we just don't get it checked out even. But I uh, would just uh, try to caution you and I would say imagine today if you were to get into your vehicle and you were to start driving down the road somewhere and you, you were headed to go even maybe a short distance only to uh, you know, just abruptly have the vehicle that you're riding in uh, start sputtering and smoking and finally uh, basically have, you just have to pull over because uh, it it's completely quits running on you. That would be a real problem, wouldn't it? I mean, for most of us, we don't like getting stuck on the side of the road. Do you know that there are some of you uh, that right now, You are watching me, and you're watching this today, and you are in that kind of danger spiritually. Do you know that there are people that will listen and watch this even after it has aired live, and they will say, hey, uh, you know, I'm okay. I don't think I have any major issues, but you are in danger spiritually. And this is really important to me, and I know uh, I could probably just preach love, and I could preach faith, and I could preach hope, and we're going to come out of this, and God's got this, and everything's good, and, and all that's true. But what I'm telling you today is very important to me, and it's something that's been on my mind. It's been bothering me a lot lately. I'm concerned for my family, and I'm concerned for your family as well. But there's something that we can actually do something about we we've got something that we can we can actually we see the warning light we see what's going on and so this is why i want to talk to you about it today that's why i want to share what's going on and i want to let you know that uh, there's something very important that you need to understand here in the next few moments before we move on into our week we've got to take some time to look at what is actually happening how many of you have checked your oil or you've had your oil checked recently and some of you are are thinking right now oh no man he's going to call me out I haven't been taking proper care of my vehicle but if you have good you know if you have had your oil checked good if you've not if you've not had it checked recently you better check on it well I'm not driving very much and I'm not doing this or that Uh, you know cars were made to be driven cars were made to uh, actually be used and so if your car is just sitting you still have to check your oil And so some of us are saying, well, you know, I'm not doing very much right now. It's not a big deal. This is why you need to have your oil checked, because your engine is very delicate. The oil pump pushes oil through the passages to all the moving parts of the engine. And most of the moving parts have a passage dedicated to that particular part. The oil is, is forced in between these parts to create a film that is separating the parts from each other, and, and that's how your engine works. So lack of oil for even two seconds is destructive to an engine. It, it's very important that we understand some things about our natural engine, some things about the vehicles that we're driving, without the oil to separate the parts those parts begin to touch each other and metal-to-metal contact occurs at a very high rate of speed. And without, an oil, uh, without proper oil, an engine can destroy itself in just a matter of seconds. I know that that may not be news to most of you who are mechanically inclined, but for those who are not so mechanically inclined, uh, you need to understand that oil is important to keep your engine running properly. When no oil shows on the dipstick, but the oil light in the car did not come on, there's a problem about at least two quarts, probably there may be two quarts left in your engine. If the light comes on, it means that the oil pump is not picking up any oil from the pan, so there's no oil circulating, and therefore there's no oil pressure. One of the things that they check every time you get your oil changed is they check to make sure that you are getting proper oil pressure. Before you pull out of the garage, they're gonna say uh, make sure that the oil pressure is where it's supposed to be so if you're not getting any oil pressure if your oil check oil or check engine light comes on uh sometimes you you need to be aware and you need to shut the key off as fast as you possibly can no matter where you are because the car if it doesn't have oil it will not make it to a service station once the oil light comes on within seconds an engine will seize up and when that happens the metal is so damaged within the engine that it cannot be repaired. And a new engine is the only answer. So today, uh, for the next few moments, we are going to look at the Word of God. And uh, I I know some of you are saying, oh yes, pastor, I know that my check engine light is coming on, you know, and I know that that's a problem, but uh, you don't understand. I got so much going on because of this pandemic. I have so much to deal with with my family and with everything that's going on around me. And I'm I'm too busy and I'm too broke to actually fix it right now. You and I, we have this tendency, and uh, I'll be honest, it's, it's in all of us, that if it ain't completely broke, we won't worry about it today. I mean, after all, we're, we're way too busy to pay attention to the little things. And so sometimes we let things go, we let things slide, we, we kind of just overlook things, we, we go over, uh, gloss over things that may be important, but they're not super important right now, they're not taking up our, our, our mind and our time right now, so we'll just deal with that later. Do you know that, the, the, that God's Word, the Bible, do you know that it actually has something to say about this issue, uh, this issue that we're discussing about having oil, And so I would like to turn your attention, if you would, if you just take just a moment. Uh, We read really about the similarity uh, similarity to how things were in the days of Noah and the flood to how things will be in the last days in our day before Jesus returns. And so if you would, turn with me to the book of Matthew, and we're going to read out of chapter number 24, Matthew uh, chapter number 24, and we're going to look at verse number 39 And this is what it says, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. I want to just focus on that for just a moment. It says that they knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. I would like for you to remember that little phrase, knew not. Can you imagine not knowing something so important, something that they had been warned about for many years while Noah was building the ark. In fact, the Scripture calls him the preacher of righteousness who, while God, uh, the the mercy and the, the love of God waited, he was preaching, his life was preaching, probably even with his words, he was preaching to people about the impending judgment that was coming. But the Scripture says, even though all that had taken place, the Scripture says they knew not. That's what the Bible says. They didn't know until it was too late. There's a, a similar story. If you'll turn uh, uh, just a page over in the book of Matthew to uh, chapter number 25, it, it immediately follows the one that we were just reading, and it's very, very disturbing And I would like for us to read this together, if you have just a moment, would you please look, either follow the screen or maybe pull it up if you have your print Bible in front of you. It's found in Matthew chapter 25, and we'll read verses 1 through 13. It says, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps, and went forth to meet the bridegroom, and five of them were wise and five were foolish look at your neighbor slap the person next to you and tell them don't be foolish come on tell them say don't be foolish verse number three they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them they didn't have any oil and so verse number four says but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, the scripture says, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, all of them, the five wise and the five foolish. They, they all did the same thing. And the foolish said unto the wise in verse 8, give us of your oil for our lamps are gone out. But the wise, in verse 9, answered saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. They didn't have enough to share. They didn't have enough to give. It wasn't possible for them to make this request happen for the five foolish. Verse number 10, and while they went out, these five foolish went out to buy. The bridegroom came. Somebody look at your neighbor and tell them, say, the bridegroom came. Amen. The bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. I I don't know that you can even get the gravity of those last few words. The door was shut. But let's move on. Verse number 11, Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. The foolish ones came, and they said, after the door was shut, they said, please, open up for us. Come on, let us in. We got got our oil now. We're ready to go. And verse number 12 says, But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, the Scripture says, For ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Okay, so here's my point. Here, here's what I've, I've, I've built all this up to tell you, this very important statement right here. If the oil is low, you don't go. It's, in, it's true in the natural, but it's also true in the spiritual. If the oil is low you don't go. Now, I'm going to repeat that statement just a few more times before I finish today, but if the oil is low, you don't go. I have a close friend who was uh, wasn't really paying much attention to the warning lights or uh, hearing the rough running of the engine because the radio was always blaring in their vehicle. And they, they didn't have time to check the oil or the warning lights. They didn't have time to pay attention to all of those things. So after a while, their vehicle just quit running. They were able to get somebody they knew to do the repairs for them, but it still is going to cost them over $2,000 to get a new engine. They found out firsthand if the oil is low, you don't go. What was the problem? What was the holdup? Well, if they had just paid attention... The oil needed to be changed. They hadn't been keeping the oil up to the level it was supposed to be, and so the oil level dropped below where it was supposed to be. It was way too dirty, and because of that, the problem seized up the engine, and it was not even repairable. They had to get a brand new engine. Spiritually, when we're not paying any attention to the meters or the warning lights, things can get dangerously low. We may physically and emotionally and socially, you might notice because we get snappy and critical and grumpy and frustrated and confused. And we wonder where our joy went. We wonder where our peace is and and why everything seems to bother us so much. For those of you who have seen the Disney animated movie Aladdin, I want to make just a quick reference. Uh, This is what needs to happen as the little bumblebee in that famous scene uh, that, that comes up and he's right in Aladdin's ear when Aladdin's making some dumb statements. Uh, that, that little bumblebee gets in Aladdin's ear and he's saying, warning, warning. And it's really, it's the genie in the bee form. And he's, he's trying to warn and keep Aladdin from making mistake. And, and I just wish that I could be a voice in your ear today. I wish that I could uh, get into your spirit today and say, warning, warning, you're going to crash and burn if the oil is low. You don't go spiritually something is wrong and finding out what is wrong in our spiritual life should be our highest priority we can do this through daily communicating with God daily studying his word in order to see what he will say to us there can be and there should be time for this in our daily lives if we don't learn how to have spiritual preventative care and maintenance and service We can easily miss the signs that something's wrong. Even though things may be running a little rough, sometimes we blame it on everything else. We say, well, it's because of my age, it's because of what I've been through, it's because of this and it's because of that, and maybe we blame it on other people or societal issues. We need to check our spiritual oil because if the oil's low, we don't go. The Bible uh, uses oil and and it uses it as a symbol of the Holy Ghost or the Spirit of God in our lives. And, and, And it's very clear through the Scripture that we need to have the anointing oil of the Holy Ghost topped off in our lives at all times. That's why we get this wonderful story in Matthew chapter 25. That's why God makes sure that it is clear to us that we have got to keep our oil ready to go. Amen. It's spiritually dangerous for us and for those around us if we're not full of the Holy Ghost. You never know what's going to happen. You never know when things are going to seize up and things are going to get out of control. We've got to stay ready because if the oil's low, we don't go. The scariest part is if we're sleeping or we're unaware like the people in Noah's day who knew not. The Scripture says they didn't know until it was too late. Like the foolish virgins in Matthew chapter 25 and like my friend whose engine was toast. It's a scary thought when we're not aware, when we're not realizing what's going on. The scripture tells us that the wise are prepared. The wise have the oil and they have extra oil and they're ready to go. The foolish are preoccupied with other things, but they miss the main thing. They miss the oil. My dad is a little bit twisted. Many of you that know him, you know this. And he used to say the thing that he wanted, that he he was hoping that people would say over him when when they looked at him in his casket at his funeral. This is what he wanted them to say. Hey, he's moving. (laughs) I know, he's twisted. But he also said that he would like to have a mechanical device that would make his hand wave at every person as they pass by his casket. I told you he was twisted. Are you anticipating Jesus Christ's return or are you distracted by other things here? The famous country songwriter and singer Joe Diffie, he a while back became famous for a country song that he wrote. And in that country song, the words uh, went something like this, prop me up beside the jukebox when I die. Lord, I want to go to heaven, but I don't want to go tonight fill my boots up with sand, put a stiff drink in my hand, and prop me up beside the jukebox when I die. Now, I don't know if uh, you've ever heard that song. I'm not advocating that you go out and listen to it because it doesn't really promote a very, uh, a very good lifestyle. But this is the question that I would ask you. Don't you want to go to heaven? Don't you want to go and be with Jesus? Wouldn't that make life all worthwhile? The issue that I have to face very soberly are those words that I read in the book of Matthew chapter 25 and verse 10, and the door was shut. Look at your neighbor and tell him, say, the door was shut. That's very final. That's very complete. That means if the oil is low and, I, and I'm not ready that when the door is shut, I won't go. I won't be there. That's why it's so very important that right now you check the oil in your life. Wouldn't it be much better to find out now while there's still time to get the oil topped off than to wait until it's too late? It's not just for eternity. I would even say that life could be so much better now if your oil is full. Because the Scripture tells us that, that the, the kingdom of God, it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Wouldn't you like to have righteousness, peace, and joy, amen, in your life? That's what the Holy Ghost brings in. That's what the oil is there for. And that's just the beginning. The Scripture says that uh, Jesus said, I, I'm come not that you would just have life, but that you would have life more abundantly here on this earth and eternity with Jesus Christ. That's what He intends for us. But if the oil is low, you won't go. William Barclay, uh, he, he said this, and he, he gave this story, he shared this story in an in a, a article that he wrote uh, in, in, way back in 1975. Uh, he had gotten it from a, a sermon preached by Matthew Kratz. It's... it's from the parable of the uh, faithful and wise servant. But it was called the danger of spiritual procrastination. It's a a very interesting story, and most of us think we probably don't procrastinate. We're we're, we're on top of everything as far as our work goes. We're on top of the things that we need to do to uh, keep life running. But this is what he said about spiritual procrastination. He said that there is a fable, and this fable tells about three apprentice devils who were coming to this earth to finish their apprenticeship. They were talking to Satan the chief of the devils about their plans to tempt and to ruin men. And so they were discussing how they were going to uh, destroy mankind and how they would do this and, and how they would make man uh, mess up and, and blow it. And so the first devil, he said, I'll tell them that there is no God. And Satan he said, well, that won't delude many because they already know that there is a God. Nature is showing them that there is a God. The second uh, of the devils that was finishing his apprenticeship, he said, well, I'll tell men that there is no hell, you know, and that way they won't have anything to be afraid of or anything to be nervous about. And Satan answered, oh, you will deceive no one that way. Men know even now that there is a hell for those who are sinners. And the third said, well, I will tell men that there is no hurry. Go, Satan said, and you will ruin men by the thousands. You've got to understand this today. The most dangerous of all delusions is that I've got plenty of time. I've got plenty of time to make things right. I've got plenty of time to get my life in order. I've got plenty of time to check my oil, Pastor. I'm I'm good. I I, I really, I think I'm going to be all right. And and I'm going to slide into the gates of heaven. I'm not going to go to hell. In December of 1984, there was a huge crash following a thick fog on the M25 motorway in England. Early in the morning, a truck carrying paper crashed in the fog. And so all the warning lights came on. There were hazard signs that, the, that were put up by the uh, police and the police were all around. They were uh, trying, to, uh, trying to get control of the situation. The issue with this crash, which I'm about to share with you, is very unsettling. And keep in mind, in this pati- particular crash, and this uh, tragedy, there were over 20 people that were killed. But here was the issue... Driver after driver, traveling along the M25, trying to get to work in such blazing speed and trying to make sure that they weren't late and that everything would be taken care of, they just ignored the warning lights, they ignored the hazard signs, they blazed right through the fog and they drove on. The policemen realizing what was happening. They became possessed with fear of what was going to happen and the impending destruction that was going to uh, uh, await these, these careless drivers. And so they actually started to, to pick up traffic cones and, and they started to throw them at windshields trying to stop people. And guess what? The people wouldn't stop. They just kept driving even though these policemen were throwing these traffic cones and they were whipping these traffic cones, trying to throw them into the traffic to get them to stop. One newspaper reporter said that one of the policemen had tears running down his face as he threw the cones at the drivers who would pay no attention. Listen to me today, people of God. The traffic cones are now hitting our windshields. There is a shift taking place in the atmosphere, and we had best acknowledge it. There are things that are going on in our society. There are things that are going on in our world. Things are not going to continue on as normal. Normal is over. I'm not saying this to scare anybody. I'm saying this to wake you up. I'm saying this to get your senses, your spiritual senses back to where they should be hell is real and so is heaven but if the oil is low we won't go to heaven the scripture says that the door was shut I don't want the door to shut on you I don't want the door to be shut on your family and I know that you can't come into the building right now and we we are having trouble all not being able to be together Amen. But I don't want you to show up after the rapture has taken place. Amen. And wonder, why can't I get in? The doors are shut. Why can't I get to the presence of God? You need to get to the presence of God now. What do you need to do right now? What can you do this week to take action? You need to commit yourself to pray and communicate with God every day. You need to study God's Word. You need to study this Bible and seek after God. You need to fast every day this week to be tuned in to the shift that's happening spiritually all around us. Because if the oil is low, You don't go. I've called a 21-day prayer and fasting for this church. I realize we're going to be trying to get back together, Amen. hopefully sometime in the month of May. But if the oil is low, it won't matter. We won't go. We can be in the building, Amen. but we're not in the presence of God. If the oil is low, what action step do you need to take? Where do you need to be? What needs to happen if there's no oil in your life? then you need to get oil. How do I get oil, pastor? Well, if there's no oil right now, you need to repent of your sins. If you've never had the Holy Ghost, God wants to fill you with His Spirit. If you will repent of your sins and you'll ask God to forgive you for everything that you have done that you know is displeasing to Him, everything that you have allowed to come into your life that you know goes against the principles of God's Word, if you will repent and you will acknowledge it and you will uh, let God know you are making up your mind to go the other direction, to go His way, amen he will forgive you then you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ amen we will set it up we will baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission and the washing away of your sins and God will fill you with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost you'll know because you've received his spirit by the evidence of speaking in a language that you didn't learn at school some of you, it's not that you don't have any oil, it's that the oil is low. You need to get topped off. Amen. Somebody, somebody in this that's watching here, that's listening right now, you need to understand. You need to be topped off with the presence of God. You need to be full and running over. You need the Holy Ghost. How do you do that? You got to get into this word. You got to put aside some of the distracting things of the world. You got to, amen, set aside some of the things that are taking your attention off of the things of God and being who God wants you to be be. Amen. If the oil is low, please, please get back to a time of praying and communicating and talking to God on a regular basis. Please get back to studying and looking into the Word of God and letting God speak into your life every day. And if there is a full oil, amen, you say, well, pastor, that those first two don't describe me. My oil is full. Then can I just acknowledge that some of you, you are, you are tuning in to what God is doing in the spirit, and I'm so thankful for that. Some of you, you're allowing your senses to be uh, uh, awakened, amen, by the spirit realm and, and that God would show you what he has for you. What you need to do is you need to begin to pray for somebody else. You need to let God speak to you about somebody that you can reach out to, that you can help make aware. Amen. The Scripture says two are going to be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. I don't want it to be any of our people. I know that it's going to be some people. I know one of them's going to be there and the other one's going to be left. But God, don't let it be at the crossroads. Let us, Lord Jesus, as a church family, reach out to one another and help to awaken each other. I pray, God, that you would move right now. Lord, I pray that you would move into this uh, online experience. I pray, God, that you would reach out to somebody as are watching and that you would help them to tune in, God. I pray that you would help them to be connected spiritually to what you're speaking into their life for them and for their family and for their loved ones right now. I pray, God, that you would move, Lord. I know that the traffic cones are flying. I know, amen, that they're hitting windshields right now. And I pray, God, that you would speak into hearts and lives that would tune into you to hear your voice. And I pray, God, that you'd help us, Lord, to get the oil full. I pray, God, that you'd help us to be Tuned in and to move forward and to embrace what you're doing, God. Not to be afraid, not to be fearful or to be anxious, but God, to allow you to speak into our lives and that we would move forward in the dimension that you have for us to go. And God, we will give you the praise, and the glory. Oh, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The lowly
2: one, Jesus.
1: Hello everyone, this is Brian and Selena, part of the Fit Team at the Crossroads.
0: We are so thrilled to welcome you to our online community while we watch the Crossroads live. We would love to get to know you better. Would you take a second to share your name with us today and how you heard about the broadcast in the comments? We'd like to offer you a free gift just for connecting with us through our electronic connection card. The link will be in the comments below. We look forward to connecting with you.
1: Special prayer requests can be made by putting them in your digital connection card or simply by texting 270-351-6060. We're standing by right now to pray with you. If you are ready to experience water baptism in Jesus' name, please text us so we can set up the arrangements. We can do that today if you are ready.
0: We would love to encourage you to read through the Bible with us in the Version Bible app. We can read the Bible together daily and even post our prayer requests in the app to share. A link is provided on the e-bulletin and even in the comments.
1: Stay tuned today and follow our Facebook page. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel for future updates and events. Please let us know if you have any questions or if something is confusing you.
0: We are looking forward to getting back together for in-person service soon. But for now, thank you so much for making the effort to engage during this time of social distancing.
3: In April of 2019, we started our greater stewardship campaign. The main purpose was to help us pay down the debt that we had accrued by fixing our sanctuary. In 2017, we discovered that we had cracks in our drywall and discovered in the attic that we had broken trusses that needed to be fixed. When we found out about the renovations that needed to be done for our sanctuary and all the things that we were facing, it caused us to go to God and to get fresh perspective. There were many days when we felt like giving up, but there was something that kept pushing us forward. It's this promise from God, he gave me a scripture. Haggai chapter two, verse nine, the glory of this latter house will be greater than the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place, Will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. We have started a journey on our greater stewardship campaign, and God has given us a great opportunity to make a difference in our world and in our community. Yes, we have dealt with the construction issues on our sanctuary, but God has helped us to get back to reaching outside of the four walls. God has shown us that this church will be greater now than it has ever been. Our best is yet to come. In John 14, 12, it says, verily verily i say unto you he that believeth on me the works that i do shall he do also and greater works than these shall he do because i go unto my father jesus promised that we would do greater our children and our grandchildren at the crossroads are going to have a greater church family that is more committed and more connected than the previous generations we're going to see greater moves of god greater deliverance greater healing greater blessings than ever before The Crossroads is going to do greater sending of missionaries and we're going to do greater at personally spreading the gospel around the world. We have uh, many counties surrounding us that need to know that love is the answer and with the help of God we're going to see greater opportunities to start churches and minister to more people in these communities. How are we going to do this? Through training greater ministries, men and women with Purpose Institute and releasing them into a greater harvest. As much as I would like to make all this happen, I've come to realize more than ever before that I and my family cannot do this alone and there is no way that we will be able to make this happen by ourselves. Through this process, we've learned to trust God more. We believe that the best is yet to come and there are greater things ahead. Whenever we were praying and fasting during this time, God spoke to us that he was going to give us double for our trouble. We believe that the best is yet to come and we are going to continue to trust God We have seen multiple people get raises and promotions and bonuses that they did not plan for. Even some people got jobs that they were not qualified to receive because of their giving during this greater campaign. We have watched God bless in abundance so many people who have been willing to step out in faith. What will God do if we give and we do our part? If we are good stewards of what God has given us, and we continue to give, God will continue to bless, and we will see double for our trouble. We will see that the best is yet to come. We need a team of people to get us there. We need people who will step out in faith and believe God for greater things. I wanna just encourage you right now to continue to be faithful in your greater giving, and if you have not yet made a commitment, please make a commitment today to give and to go beyond what we have seen before because the best is yet to come. May God bless you. Thank you for your faithfulness and thank you for being good stewards. Thank you so much for being with us today. I'm so thankful that you have joined us and I want to tell you, we want to pray and fast together over the next 21 days. We believe that God is going to do some incredible things and we want you to join us. We hope that you have enjoyed today's experience, but more than that, we hope that God is speaking to you and that you will embrace what God is saying to you and that you'll engage with Him, amen, for a better life here and for eternity. God is going to do some amazing things in your life. I'm so glad that you've joined us today. May God bless you. We look forward to seeing you again very soon.